Welcome back to Cougar Country Hometown Sports. I'm your host, Maddox. Joined by me is my co-host, Jack. We cover Canby Athletics and interview coaches and players to get a better insight on what's going on. On today's episode, we start off with our segment, Highlights and Lowlights, and recap all the fall sports. We close today's episode with an interview with Canby men's soccer coach, Ryan McCormick. Cougar Country, let's ride. All right, Jack, we're back. I think we finally made it two consecutive weeks with an episode. How's it, how's it been? Uh, it's been good. Um, long week, long week for sure, um, but it was a very exciting week. Um, so do you want to start out with highlights or lowlights? Uh, yeah, I'll start with a high. Um, my high is senior night. We just had senior night this last week. Um, went well. We both performed very good. Um, it was just, it was odd. Um, very uh sad to see or, or sad to have a, uh, one last race at home and uh and just that atmosphere it was it was fun but it was also like closing a chapter in a book yeah definitely um great very thankful very fortunate very blessed to have a win on senior night um last time get to race cross country here in canby um it was a fun night team got the win team performed well that's all you can really ask for um yeah, I know. Definitely, definitely bittersweet. Um, shout out to all the seniors in the program, um, and shout out to Millbrook. You know, been here for us for the last four years. Um, it's been kind of weird with the pandemic and all that stuff, but definitely bittersweet to do it one last time. But I think I think it went just as well as we could have hoped for. Um, so yeah, uh, it was it was a good night all around. Yeah, no, it was definitely a great night. Uh, we performed well, um, got what we could hope for. I mean, two seniors in the top threes very well or very good, and it's what we hoped for. So going into that race, we kind of um, had our goals, and we pretty much accomplished it. Yeah, I mean, I went out with the one dude from Lapine. He was with me at the, the mile mark, and then I didn't really see him much after and just kind of put on cruise control. So, um, yeah, I was really hoping I could get I could get the win just because, you know, it's nice to win a race every once in a while. It doesn't really happen for me that often. Um, yeah, no, great night. You got anything else? Uh, no, that was it. Okay. I got a few highlights. Um, first off, this, not, not Friday, we'll get into that in a few minutes, but this Saturday and Sunday was a crazy weekend of football for me. Oregon, the University of Oregon goes into Pullman, Washington. Not going to lie, not a great start. It was a very uh, scary game. Very scary. Um, yeah, so we struggled. Struggled hard in the red zone early on. We made it to like the five-yard line four times, only got three field goals and a pick six out of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Washington State goes up 12 with like five minutes left. It looks like I was like, we're dead. We're, we're done. Um, but somehow, some way, defense stepped up, offense stepped up, and we come out. we come out with a win. Um, yeah. We kind of kind of feels like we stole that game a little bit. Shout out to Washington State, very good program. They sh- probably should be ranked this week, even though they lost. Um, yeah, kind of kind of crazy game. Yeah, no, um, it was a very weird game because I pulled it up on my phone. I was like, okay, um, Oregon State hasn't started yet. Let's check in on the Duck game, and I was shocked because. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, Ducks were down 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, no, we got we we scored at the very start of the fourth quarter, but they answered, and it just yeah, it just seemed like there was no hope because 
we kept just like shooting ourselves in the foot with penalties and you know we just couldn't get the stops when we needed them but hey i don't know some crazy some shenanigans happened shout out dan landing shout out the coaching staff but we got it in and then next this sun th- today so little little family drama here my dad is a huge detroit lions fan <laughs> and not not huge he's not very not, public not a huge he's not pu- he's lions not, fan. You pro- most people don't know he's not very public about it but i'm a, a vikings fan and they happen to be rivals and the vikings were or the lions were ahead basically the whole game today they looked good legit team this year um they were ahead basically till we we were down 14 late in the fourth quarter we scored we got a stop and then we scored the game the go-ahead touchdown with about a minute left another game it kind of feels like we just they had it and we stole it and yeah me and my dad were texting back and forth and he's in italy right now so i told him to learn um the lions suck in italian for me and he said will do mm, i like that um yeah throwback to last year when uh I was at your uh, place, and the Lions took the game from. Yeah, the, they scored. Um, they scored Vikings. a touchdown. They scored a touchdown with like zero seconds remaining on the clock. Yeah, so throwback to that game. It was kind of a thriller. Um, the house was going crazy. Um, that was when the Lions were like two and thirteen. Ryan Oliver was bouncing off the walls, going, "The Lions still have playoff hopes." Um, so it was fun to see that. Um, but yeah, this week uh, it was crazy because the Lions came off a big win and uh, they were looking to get another one and the Vikings just took ca- uh, candy from a, from a baby. For pretty much. Yeah, so that's it. And then next, I had to talk about this being a runner, but the world record in the marathon was broken again today by Iliad Kimchoge, goat runner of all time. He's from Kenya. Um, ran it in... Two hours, one minute, and nine seconds, breaking his own world record in Berlin, Germany. Um, I did the math today. I did the math. I, I didn't know the pace. 437 average mile pace. So he was flying. Um, and I was I was looking into this, and uh, through, the, through the halfway point, the half marathon, he was on pace to run a 159.41, which is incredible. Yeah, no, he's already broken two hours in the marathon. Obviously, didn't count for the world record because they were just trying to see if it was humanly possible. They did bend the rules a little bit, you know, with some of the pacing and the water stuff. But still, he breaks his own world record. Um, definitely the goat runner in my and I think everyone's opinion. Um, and especially since he's like 37 years old, he's definitely aging a little bit. But the fact he's still you know, dominating the sport of marathoning is incredible. And, you know, um, no human is limited. Yeah, no, that's a very true point right there. Yeah, um, so just had to shine that really quick, really cool accomplishment. And I had one more, and this goes back to the students of Canby High School. We were ranked the number four student section in the state of Oregon, so let's let's clap it up for the students. Clap it up for the students. Um, student section has been electric these uh, past few weeks. Um, last week, uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but um, the last few weeks, I mean, we traveled very well to Beaverton. Um, we've been ha- having an electric student section ever since ever out the gate, um, and it's just it helps the players, um, helps them getting going, and uh, really just helps fuel uh, them just. Uh, playing well I mean we've been balling out since yeah exactly and like it's not even just for football like we have really good we've had really good volleyball games and even like even like the end of soccer games we've had some people show up so um not even just football just all around um love seeing the you know the engagement on campus yeah 
Um, so I got a couple low lights. Um, I think my first low light is uh, injuries in general. Um, injuries have been very present in Canby right now. We had uh, five players out in our last football game. Um, really, really sucked uh, and helped. Um, I wouldn't say helped Bend win, but um, really it, it gave him an, an edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, it sucks when you got players out. I mean, um, key starters – but uh, all around, it just drops morale, right? Really, over everything. Yeah, injuries suck definitely, and yeah, we'll get we'll expand on that in just a second. But um, even not in just in football, like I know um, Caitlin Doman had to miss senior night because she was dealing with a with some with a hip issue, and you know it just sucks that you just have to that, like especially as like an upperclassman and senior that like you just get to miss out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no injuries suck. No. Injuries are uh, not on the cool throne right now. Not on the cool throne. Um, and my other low light is the um, USC football team. Um, after a terrible win against Oregon State, um, they did some uh, stuff on the Oregon State logo that oh, really? I was did not, not cool. I, did they throw a flag down or something? What no, they do? Uh, they started doing snowmen or <laughs> snow uh, angels on the logo and uh, was like doing push-ups on it and just like it wasn't wasn't good as a beaver fan to see um, but uh, it was a very tough loss last week that, um, yesterday yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of wild considering they're the number what six team in the country and they all they basically were losing for 59 minutes of that game and yeah they like did not look their their defense looked well but their offense did not look well no the beavers were in the backfield almost every down um caleb williams was scrambling uh most of the game so i think the beavers should be deserved to uh be ranked this week going into on 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 monday when uh the ap poll comes out but um yeah tough loss yeah definitely and i i have no low lights this week no low lights um, so I guess we'll just move in right into we'll move right into football I guess um, so if you missed it they lost 35 to zero to bend um, like we said earlier we were down five five starters um, some of those are which uh, Tyler Canold our best offensive weapon Davis Hagen one of our best linemen mm-hmm. um, our best receiver and corner Cohen Hall um, um, our starting quarterback starting Gage, quarterback Gage, Gage Millar. Uh, Silas was moved to defense instead of offense as well, um, so that that takes a toll. Um, we had uh, quite a number of backups put in too. Uh, I know injuries throughout the game um, were present. And Coach too. Joyce was Coach Joyce was sick all week. Was I think he was only at practice for one day. So all, all in all, just kind of a bad just kind of a um, bad week, and it, and it showed it showed on Friday. Um, they just looked ready to go, and we just didn't really have a response. We couldn't really move the ball on offense, and they were just super physical. And, yeah, we couldn't really stop their wing T offense. Yeah, no, and they, they definitely took advantage of, uh, of us when we were scrambling. Um, I mean, we had, we had quite a number of turnovers. Uh, didn't help, but um, they took advantage right off the bat. So. Yeah, their defensive line was definitely game wreckers. We couldn't really mm-hmm. get any time to throw the ball, and – let plays develop and it, yeah it showed but hey w- this week got Southridge it's gonna be a get right it's gonna be a get right game right before the homecoming game 
Um, and yeah, I think I think we're gonna, I think this team's gonna be just fine once we get healthy. Um, obviously, this is just a bump in the road, long season ahead, and uh, I think come playoff time, this team's gonna be more than ready. Yes, no, I, b- I believe that. Um, I think we play Bend in uh, three, four weeks, and uh, it's a whole different story. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, get get um, the team some healthy juice. Uh, someone needs to make a little potion up in that AP Bio class. Get answered cooking in the kitchen, man. They need the – And we'll be right. They need the um, the secret sauce from – Yeah, or, yeah. yeah the M- that, MJ's secret sauce Yeah. from uh, Looney Tunes, man. Space Jam. Or Space Jam, yeah. Uh, give some of that. Um, maybe some of uh, Chris Paul's secret secret juice. Um, we just need something, man. Just got to stay healthy. Yes. Um, so I'll go to girls volleyball. It was a great game. USA out was awesome. Yes, USA theme ruled. Yeah, USA on top. Uh, we swept Putnam in three sets. It was electric. Um, a lot of three, two, one, point. Boom. Uh, we were killing it. Uh, a lot of a lot of killer like the first match was close and then after that it was kind of a whooping um but yeah we got the brooms out we were sweeping all over those putnam kingsmen um putnam was ranked six we were ranked 15th who cares about rankings man uh we destroyed them and um that kind of that puts can in the running for state playoffs because top three go to state uh in your league and uh we have wilsonville and lasalle both two top five teams in 5a and uh, camp, we're ranked number ten. We're we're ranked number ten right now, so we're right in the running with everyone else. Um, we just need to get a couple a uh, couple games to fall our way, and uh, we're right back in there. Yeah, we do play Lasalle tomorrow night, or yeah, not yes by the t- or tonight. By the time this comes out, it'll be tonight. So if you're listening to this the day it comes out, um, you should you should show up, support, especially if you're a Canby student. Um, you know we're gonna need all the support we can get. Last time we played Lasalle, it went to the, we lost by two in the third set. Um, we yeah we lost fifteen to thirteen in the third set. It was a great game. Um, I think I think if we were at home that day, we win just because of the, the crowd support. So I think tomorrow's gonna be a great game, and if they can win that game, they're gonna be they're gonna be on track to do pretty good the rest of the season. Yeah no I I think uh, if we get that that game against La Lasalle, then we have a very good shot to. Uh to work our way back into that league uh, standings because mm-hmm. then we're one and one with LaSalle. We take a game from, we take a set from Wilsonville too, and uh, we're right back in there. There we go. Um, I'll go on to boys soccer as well, or well, no, we'll hold that for later. You go on. Yeah. Uh, so women's soccer went zero and two this week. They lost two to one to Sprague, and then lost three zero to Barlow. I don't know what I don't know what's up with the soccer programs and playing all these six A teams. But um, you know, some early losses go early on in the season. But I think against these some five A opponents, I think we're going to start seeing the soccer program pick up some sueys and some wins. Yes, uh, some sueys, baby. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I think we're on to le- soccer's on to league play now. Um, so I think we're going to start picking up some wins very soon. Um, I'm excited to see the direction the, these programs are heading into. Um, I know we're saying a lot of losses right now and a lot of a lot of zeros, but I think that is soon to change yeah i was talking to um both mccormick who will be in uh soon um and weiniger and uh we were talking about it and it's just that we can't catch a break um absolutely we're, we're getting close uh we're getting good shots on goal uh we just don't get them to to fall in and uh it's just it's just an, a matter of if we move one step this way and then kick it or one step that way and uh 
and we're right there. I mean, um, they're good opponents. We're keeping up, um, but we just got got to get one to fall our way, and then we're right back in there with these 6A teams. And once we hop into 5A play, which we will this week, um, I think we will have great success. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. And the, uh, yeah, you on the boys soccer? Yes, sir. Uh, boys soccer. We got McCormick coming in a little bit. We'll expand on that later. Um, but just a little score uh, to put that in the back of your head. Uh, we lost two zero to West Salem. Um, very. Cl- it was a close game. Um, we. It was teacher appreciation night. Um, we were close. Um, had multiple opportunities had, to score score a goal, just couldn't punch it in. They kind of scored another goal late. It was really 1-0 yeah. for like 90, 95% of that game. Yeah, and um, we we had probably four shots on goal. We just couldn't make the shot. I mean, but it's good to have that earlier in the season to where – uh, we're we're missing those early to where we can be making those later in the year. Absolutely, because uh, it's not really about how you start; it's how you finish, and that's in every sport. So, absolutely. Um, and then against West Lynn, uh, we lost two zero. Had a penalty kick um, early in the game, uh, put that off the top crossbar. But um, honestly, keeping <laughs> up with West Lynn, which is a very good team, in they the got they lost in the state championship last year. So yeah. Very good team, obviously. Yeah, two zero is not bad, and had a chance to make it two one. We competed. Um, yeah, I think I think the record does not reflect how good this this Canby's boys soccer team is, especially in there. They're due for a suey. Yeah, we're due for a suey. Um, I want the next home game some olays, uh, maybe some knee slides after a goal punch in the air. Um, but I'm ready to get rowdy at a soccer game, uh, and I think the team's ready. So um, let's get after it, you know. Yeah, soccer podcast. Soccer podcast. We're, and, we're ready. And speaking of soccer podcast, we're now going to transition to our interview with men's soccer coach, Ryan McCormick. And now we are joined by Canby soccer head coach, Ryan McCormick. Ryan, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're good. We're great. So, um, you're not from Canby, you're from sunny LA, California. Um, what, what bring, what brought you to, what brought you to Canby to coach soccer? Um, so my, my wife is from out here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not Canby, but she's from, uh, Corbett, um, close to Gresham and Troutdale. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to move back to family, um, cause we had two, or we still do, uh, have two young ones. Um, so we're trying to get a little more help because we were isolated where we were at. Um, we decided to move closer to her mom, um, back to Oregon. Um, and just randomly enough, uh, the the position at Canby came open. Um, and Ken Jacks, who used to work as a teacher here uh, for economics and things like that, uh, he was on my dad's high school basketball team. Huh. And my dad called him. He was like, you should apply but you need to do it tonight because it closes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, got the application in and everything worked out. Had, yeah. uh, had a couple interviews, really liked, uh, you know, Mr. Dinsa at the time, uh, Mr. Weiniger, uh, the whole social studies department, um, everything kind of clicked in place and, and worked out really nicely. Can you talk about like, like what your experience has been like at Canby? Um, you know, you've only been here for a few short years, but a lot has happened, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I feel, we started at the same time. So mm-hmm. your freshman year was my first year. Right. Um, it's been totally normal. Nothing's happened. Um, no, it's been it's been wild. Um, obviously, with the pandemic and the shutdown and um, just seeing kind of 
the effect it's had on staff, students, the community um, has been has been a lot. Um, but I think coming out the other side of it now um, and just seeing things start to get back to normal, um, I think everybody's a lot closer because of it, um, having the shared experience of it. Um, and you can really feel the momentum starting to build to get back to kind of just the way things were. Yeah. So. No. Um, so most of the coaches that uh, coach soccer played as well, and I know you're one of them. So you want to talk us through like how you got into coaching and your playing career? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I grew up playing club soccer in Southern California. Um, you know, the, the last team I was on, uh, we were, I think, the last club team I was on, we were number 18 in the country at one point. Yeah. Um, so we were playing in the Coast Premier League. All 12 teams in the top tier were top 50 in the nation. So every week you were going against guys that were eventually going to end up in the MLS or, you know, yeah. some of them have played for the national team since then. Um, so it was just crazy competition week in, week out. Um, <coughs> played high school for four years varsity, um, got burnt out towards the end. So in college I played club soccer, um, which was great for me. It was two days a week instead of five. Didn't yeah. do dominate the whole life. Um, but still really competitive. We ended up uh, national quarterfinalists my junior year, national semifinalists my, my senior year, um, which was pretty fun. And then uh, me and my one of my teammates moved out to Arizona, blew my knee out in the first indoor game uh, after. And uh, my entire life had been soccer, so I, I didn't know what to do with myself. Made a random call to a local club and just said, hey, I'd love to come out and volunteer and do what I can. And the guy I ended up sticking with for five years, the guy, the first guy I called, uh, his name's Roberto Beal. Uh, he used to be on the U.S. Men's National Team Select. It was just, I didn't research him. Huh. I literally just looked up closest club and, uh -huh. and called this guy. Wow. And he, it was like a free master's degree, you know, every time I was out there just, just taking notes. I, you know, I worked for free for five years and just learning from him and um, it was a great experience. So yeah. Um, since then, I've just coached high school, um, coached club for a while with him, but then when I moved back to California, coached my last high school team for about seven years, um, and then, yeah, moved out here, started this job. Little track, little cross country in the mix yeah. as well. But I forgot you were a track coach for a while. You were, <laughs> yeah. you were doing what? You were doing what? Hurdles? Hurdles, yeah. Yeah. Do you have like, did you have any track experience? Yeah, I, I had run hurdles, um, and like the four by four, uh, for for a year or two in high school um i did the long jump triple jump um so i had some experience nothing like i mean pip was helping me out a lot let's be honest yeah, yeah. pip was amazing pip but, was a great coach um but yeah it was fun so yeah so let's i want to talk about this season a little bit so um it's no secret that you guys' team has struggled a little bit um how are how are you trying to deal with that and kind of keep morale going as you guys have, are going through this season yeah for sure i think um if you if you talk to the guys we're really positive right now we're really happy with where we're at um we've played five pretty tough opponents um i think our first game with mcvinville you know that was really us learning what the level was um sean breaks his leg in the second game which is unfortunate. Um, Sean's uh, a really important player to the team. Um, and then we had to re kind of regroup and reshuffle and figure out a new formation. But if you look at us the last three games, you know, despite whatever the scores were, um, we're dominating for large periods of those games. We're keeping the ball. Um, we're, we're 
enforcing our style of play on the game. They're having to respond to us. We just need to punch one in. I feel like we get one goal, we're going to get 10. That's what I that's what I was saying to yeah. Jack. We were sitting there watching and I'm like like once we get one to go, I think it's really going to yeah. start clicking for this team. Obviously, we just haven't been able to catch some breaks like yeah. against West uh, West Salem. We were right there a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. in that West uh, Lynn one, we had that PK and I feel like if we get that one then uh they're going to fall. Oh yeah, I'd, uh, we right before they scored their first goal, we had all the pressure for about ten minutes. Oh, we yeah. bang one off the crossbar, and then a minute later they come back and score. <laughs> so well, yeah, we're and just just that kind of season right now. But uh, you know, with with tomorrow being the first league game, I think we're feeling really confident. It's a nice page turner to be like, all right, none of those five games mattered. Tomorrow yeah. counts. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so. and uh, injuries haven't uh, been a secret either. I mean, we have two of our big uh, forwards out. Sam and Sean um, but like how have you guys regrouped because I mean uh, you guys are bringing in new, uh, players that I mean had, yeah. haven't had a lot of varsity experience too yeah for sure I think um, you know if you look at my you know going back to the the four years question how things been of can be like every year we've lost a lot of seniors. like uh, one or two of our top five guys to an injury or, or whatever the case you know we lost uh, Alex Romero my first year, Kiko my second year. Um, we lost Riley and Sammy. Um, Sammy is sophomore year, then Cristobal breaks his leg in the Jamboree last year, mm-hmm. and then Riley's out with a mis- meniscus tear. Like, it's just kind of crazy. So then this year, yeah. you know, nothing starts out new, but luckily the seniors now, we have 17 seniors, and we've all, the core of us have been together for three years now. So we've we've dealt with adversity before. We understand where we're at. We know we've been building towards this league season. Um, and I think this time around, it hasn't been, oh, no, what are we going to do? It's, all right, next guy's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get ready. No, for sure. And um, I, I feel like uh, you and um, your senior, uh, Vladdy, have, like, a special connection. I mean, like, he's one of the key captains on the team. So, um, And he stays after on practices, mm-hmm. and he, you guys have built this bond that's, like uh, – father and son and mm-hmm. um can you all talk about that like having a yeah. senior where like you guys are that close yeah i mean vlad um even though his his first year he wasn't on varsity you know i think we swung him up one or two one or two times if i remember correctly but um his brother was actually in the interview when i got hired so david and i have, have a good relationship also david's coaching at the local club now um but vlad's been great and just to see how he's matured over the last four years. He's really been a leader on and off the field, uniting the guys in every every way possible. Um, you know, this last spring, for example, like, you know, just on their own, they formed their own team, went went joined a league, and we're trying to, to get ready um, for this season. Um, and the guys really respect and look up to him um, in terms of both his play on the field, but also kind of his, his demeanor now. Um, which has come a long way, just his positivity that's keeping us going, uh, regardless of what's happening. Um, so it's great having him. Um, you know, it's it's not often you get to work with a captain for three years. Yeah. So um, it's been really cool just, A, watching his leadership growth, because that, that first year as a sophomore, I was like, hey, man, sorry. Like, <laughs> we had 16 seniors yeah. graduate. Our, our top junior's not coming back. Um, you know, uh-huh. it's kind of on you at this point. Yeah. So he had to step up. It was a hard challenge, but I think, uh, you know, over the three years, he's really, really done a lot. So really happy. 
Um, who else on the team would you say you've kind of had like that personal relationship that you've watched grow throughout the last four years? Yeah, I think uh, Cristobal, um, you know, Cristobal, Eladio, uh, have both been on the team for four years. They they were starting both as, as freshmen, um, really skillful players, really uh, amazing in their own right. But having them in class a lot, um, you know, I think I've taught Eladio like three or four semesters now. Um, <laughs> But having them in class a lot and just being able to like see how they are as students, seeing how they are as people. Um, you know, Lito's little brother is on on JV now, mm-hmm. um, so seeing how he is as a brother is really fun. Um, but I don't know, man. It, you know, coaching is about building those personal relationships a lot of the time. So you yeah, know, a lot of the guys I have I have a bond with, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. But but those guys stand out just because I've had them for for four years. Yeah, that reminds me. I've I've officially had you as a teacher for one day. <laughs> That's right. I was in I was in first period economics and I'm cited for for late arrival, but that, <laughs> that first day it was fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I hope it was. I think I, I think I you. think I'm back next try with okay. you. Okay, okay. Yeah, you fourth period third maybe. Period, man. Maybe yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Jackson third period he stuck it out. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> stick it to third. Man. Um, <laughs> Third's where it's at. Well, I'm entrepreneuring in third oh, period. Oh, there the you mo- go. Right. Okay, fair enough. So, so that means you're real making life us all econ. shirts, right? We have yeah. we, we have custom jerseys coming out. I stay like it. stay tuned. There we go. Yeah, stay good, tuned. Stay tuned. So on another note, um, so when you guys are out in the field, uh, the student section isn't big, but we, we try to get rowdy. Yeah. We get a little suies in and, <laughs> and some Olays. How does that like suite. affect you guys, man? Oh, they love it. I mean, um, what was that game last year? Uh, Pack the Stands last year yeah. when we did uh, Oregon City. Mm-hmm. Um, that crowd was huge. Yeah. It was very loud. That wasn't the game with the fight, right? Uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've moved on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that night was great, and you could feel the energy and the momentum. Um, and, you know, that happens from time to time at, at some of the games. I feel like if we start racking up some wins here, that the crowd gets bigger. Um, yeah. Especially with the taco cart around now. Oh, I yeah. know. That's, that taco yeah. cart's huge. Los Costanitos, shout yeah. out. Shout out. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, the the guys feed off the energy, you know. Um, Soccer is one of those games where there's ebbs and flows. It's like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're you're crushing it, and then the other times you're absorbing the pressure from the other team. And you've got to be able to withstand those moments. So when you can hear the crowd behind you, regardless if it's going well or not, um, it's gonna pull you up um, and and motivate you to do better. So uh, we love it when you guys are out there. Hopefully, oh, yeah. you know. Some of the upcoming league games are pack the stands on October 10th. We get more people out. Yes, sir. Ready to go. October 10th. Yeah, no, I've definitely noticed from watching soccer. I mean, it's definitely slow at times, but there's also times where, like, like it can it, the pace just kind of changes yeah. in the snap, and you kind of just have to e- you either kind of sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how do you, like, co- how do you, like, coach that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always tell the guys it's a player's game, right? Um you know, this isn't this isn't a knock on any other sport because every other sport is different. But a lot of the times with baseball, basketball, the coach can have a really large influence once the game starts. Right? You mm-hmm. can call plays, you can call timeouts, you can do all these sorts of things. Um, soccer, you can't do any of that. Right? The second the whistle starts, the players have to make all the decisions. Um, you know, I can make substitutions. I get a ten minute talk at halftime, and that's about it. Otherwise, they've got to solve the problem on the fly themselves. Um, so what we try to do is take what we need to work on, um, whatever that might be, put it into really intense game-like situations and in, in practice. Um, 
because the only, at least my philosophy is, the only way to teach what you need to do on game day is to continually put you in that situation in practice. Mm-hmm. There's 10,000 different decisions you have to make in a soccer game, and you're only going to be able to make those decisions if you're constantly making those, right? So what we're trying to do is, is basically teach soccer critical thinking during the week so yeah. that when we hit the game, they're making the decisions on their own. They kind of know what we're trying to do, what the goal is, uh, what how the other team plays. But then you got to solve the problem while you're out there. Yeah. No, uh, soccer is one of those sports where it's like you can't you can't have someone else making the decision for you. You gotta you gotta go out there and uh, like make it like that. Like yep. you don't have much time to think. Uh, the guy's either open or he's not. I mean, right. you can't be forced and stuff. Um, so we're trying to be a big soccer podcast <laughs> over here. I like it. It's our it's our new thing. Let's go. We're going to the games. Uh, what are some things that like? We need to start like learning and like some start, soccer, some yeah. soccer Ooh. nuances. Okay, okay, interesting. All right, well, uh, hmm. I think the first thing, kind of like you're talking about, right? There's slow and fast moments of the game, but really it's about field position, right? So, what we're trying to do uh, in terms of our philosophy and style is keep the ball yeah. as much as possible. Right. We call it death by ten thousand passes. So. Mm-hmm. The idea is if we can possess the ball for most of the game, and if you saw this against West Salem, right, we, yeah. we held the ball for 60 out of the 80 minutes, uh-huh. the defenders have to run 5 to 10 yards every time we pass the ball, right? So by the time you get to minute 60, and you saw us, I think, in the last 20 minutes of that game, we're just in over and over and over, chance after chance after chance, because we've gassed them out at that point, right? We're yeah. trying to run them into the ground. Um, for that first first 60 minutes so that those last 20 minutes are definitely us um, <clears throat> The other thing we're trying to do is just stretch the space, right? So it's you think of it like an accordion. Yeah We get the ball and we're out mm-hmm. Big transitions wide spaces trying to stretch the field high wide every which way and then on defense is about collapsing in so the accordion comes back You're trying to get as tight as possible. Don't get split send everybody wide or backwards, right? So uh, the style of play is, is kind of like that, right? Every team has their own kind of strategy. That's ours. Um, other teams play counterattack, sit in bunker. You know, that's, that's, we'll do that from time to time, but not often. That's, that's if we're playing like a Central Catholic or McMinnville kind of thing. Um, yeah, uh, offsides. Have you guys learned that rule yet? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. usually the trickiest. It's, it's FIFA, oh. FIFA's, FIFA, FIFA, oh, yeah. FIFA 19 FIFA. got set, man. <laughs> yeah, that, I think I finally, you know, after getting offsides for ten time, for the tenth time on FIFA, I, figured, I think I figured it out. <laughs> you gotta yeah. be a FIFA player, man. That's the new game. I like it's it. the new Madden. No, yeah. I, I think I've enjoyed FIFA more than like some other sports games, just because oh, like, yeah. just because scoring doesn't happen as much. So when it does happen, oh, yeah. you just go. You, oh, it's you're, like, crazy. You, you, we did it. Like yeah. we did it. That's the beautiful part of soccer, right? Is uh, that every it's, it's the celly, right? Yeah, <laughs> the celebration. <laughs> yeah, uh, the celly for sure. But also just like every moment matters, right? And every moment can be that one that that just brings everybody into this moment of elation and and gloriousness you know yeah. um shout out to ted lasso getting oh, on to fifa 23 my, my parents <laughs> love my parents love that show yeah. um i've never seen it personally but i know my parents yeah. i've i think they've seen every episode oh, yeah. it's definitely like a mid-30s early 40s kind of tv show for isn't sure. there like a new one coming out like on fx or something with uh someone just like purchased a soccer oh, team yeah ryan reynolds I've yes been yes okay i keep seeing yes. ads for everywhere welcome to Wrexham. yeah it's fantastic uh-huh. it's on hulu okay you should definitely check it out big okay. tv show guy yeah oh for sure 
for sure. When you have little kids and they go to bed, you have nothing else to do. So. <laughs> Besides, you know, grading yeah. the, the econ papers. Grading and... Right, yeah. <laughs> Who's got done on time? Mine, right? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. definitely on time. Well, your retake, I got to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about that. Yeah, yet. we can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're kind of on, like, the international <laughs> side of soccer, um, I want to get, get some World Cup predictions coming up in Qatar um, right, in, no, in November. Let's, let's talk some World Cup, man. Let's talk some World Cup. I've been to two World Cups. Yes, he has. Fact. Uh, Which ones? 2010 South Africa I was there for the Donovan goal to witness it was amazing you want to talk about moments of elation that was that was electric wow oh my god everybody stayed for an hour including the team did you silly I did not. Oh, that's a, that's, I did. A, that's a Ronaldo. Thing. I may have jumped a railing to celebrate with some <laughs> South Africans that's in their suite. That's electric. But there was no silly. Dang. Uh, yeah. So. I've been to that one, and then I went to Brazil, which is pretty cool. Um, saw my U.S. my AP U.S. history teacher at one of the games, which was just weird, very random, but yeah, it was cool. All right, uh, predictions for the World Cup. Hmm. Well, I think the U.S. is definitely getting out of the group. Really? I'm saying it. Really? Ignore that last result. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. We had four key guys out. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There yep. we go. That's what I love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely making it out of the group. Uh, I would say, you know, you got to think France is in it. Mm-hmm. That lineup is stacked. Yeah. Um, Spain's looking really good right now. Uh, Spain's always looking good. Always who, looking good. Who won but, the Who won the last one? Is it France? France, yeah. France, yeah. Um, hard to repeat though. Doesn't happen that often. So I, I think if you're looking for the two favorites, and my assistant coach will be happy and sad about this at the same time, but. Uh, Argentina and Brazil, I think. Okay, so uh, yeah, the Brazil is just absolutely stacked this year. Yeah, my uh, my pick was gonna be Argentina. Yeah, that was that was my pick. That's I mean, you you really hope Messi can get one before he retires here. Right, I know. I feel like he's been that, around forever. Yeah, that's like that safe like minus one fifty pick. But <laughs> 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 it's, it's not even a minus at that point. It's like it's the safe call, the the safe plus. Plus two fifty. You're just you're riding the wave. It's it's a small bet. Yeah. You can make a little bit of money, but <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, yeah, I think I think Brazil's probably your favorite. Argentina is right there. Um, so I don't know if this is confirmed, but I think there's a USA versus England game. Oh yes. Okay. So on, on Black Friday. So on Revo- Black Friday, Revolutionary War rematch. Yes. Against the country that blew probably the biggest lead. In yeah, world history, absolutely yeah. true. Well, 13, well, 13, 13 lead. colony lead. I don't, I don't care if the game's up at four in the morning. I'm getting up to watch it. Oh, I'll tell you right now because I have it on my calendar. It's eleven a.m. Oh, Pacific a. time. Perfect. Pacific time. Awesome. Friday after Thanksgiving. Sweet. Set your calendars. It will likely be the highest ratings for any U.S. soccer match. Okay. I would imagine. We yeah. go party at Jack's house for that game. Yes, I think that's right. like the one I heard about it. I'm like, that's the one game I got. Oh, yeah. If I'm gonna watch World Cup, it's the one game I've got circled. Um, I had first World Cup game I ever went to, 2010, was England USA. Well, now that okay. the Queen died, this Who is kind of this is kind of one skewed. one draw, one one draw. England came out and just dominated first really? like 40, 40 something odd minutes, but then Clint Dempsey hit one at Robert Green, and he literally, I don't know what he did, but he just bounced off it. his chest, biffed it, rolled in. So one one got out of there. Let's see wow. if it, let's see if England can rally for the Queen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rally yeah. up. 
Um, also, I was going to ask this earlier, but I forgot. But it seems like through your tenure, you've had some incredible goalies that have come through Canby oh, High yeah. School. Can you talk about them really quick? Oh, yeah, definitely. So Zach Heidemo was our, our first one. And this this doesn't even get to the fact that Omar Contreras, who was, who was his backup, was like equally awesome and amazing. But Zach... Uh, was pretty incredible. Uh, won TRL Keeper of the Year, first team. Wow. Um, ended up uh, going to Cornell College in Iowa, um, getting recruited. He got cr- recruited. I mean, he started the process late, but he got recruited by a bunch of schools um, and ended up there. Um, <clears throat> so that was pretty incredible. Uh, and then the next big one, obviously, was David Viegas, mm-hmm. uh, who graduated last year. Um, also won TRL Keeper of the Year, um, which, you know, for a team that finished – six out of seven is pretty incredible. I mean, I had coaches after every game we played against them. Hey, your goalie is amazing. And like finding David specifically to shake hands and be like, that was impressive. So he's actually, he's playing for uh, Chemeketa with Roberto, who was the girls coach last year here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Roberto's the head coach at Chemeketa now. Um, and David's starting. He's doing really well. Um, I'm going down there at the end of October because PCC is going uh, down there to play at Chemeketa and, and we have another former player that played for us two years ago Edwin Delita Jesus um, <clears throat> playing for PCC so it'll be cool to see them on the same field playing against yeah. one another there you go. Um, and you know now we have and this is this is another person we've been missing but we get him back tomorrow night uh, Aiden Lawless who's yep. a junior um, who's doing a real solid job um, but unfortunately has been been sick a lot to start the season um, but is feeling better, and, and you know we're excited about what he can do. He's a junior, um, so this year and next year, um, we're we're hoping to see some great things out of him. You guys have the sickest goalie kits I've ever seen. I know, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. The, so, the, te- the teal blue. I, it, thank you. It plays hard. I, oh, yeah. Thank you. Shout out McCormick for those jerseys, man. The, I, that's what the, I said. The Canby Soccer rebrand has been. I, I love it. I, I think the it. total logo rebrand is nice for Canby. Yeah, I agree. It, it it was I mean the Cougars great and all but it, it was really hard to print that on anything because oh, yeah. it was just so much screen printing material and then your shirt's all weird and then if you wash it the wrong way it got wrinkled really it was it was strange but I like the this the C is great oh yeah love that um, love the lettering and then just the in, the ability to to kind of do our own individual thing like the crest yeah. has meaning for us. Um, yeah, there's Talk a, us through that uh, that logo real yeah. quick because I know you told me about it, but I want everyone to hear it. Yeah, so if you if you get a chance, you know, go on the, the Canby Soccer Twitter page, you can see this. But um, we have a crest, so it's got the cougar in it, obviously. Then the three stripes are the three rivers um, that run through Canby. Um, we've got five small stars, and those represent the five league titles that we've won in our school history. And then the big stars are one state title from 1990. Um which is pretty typical in, in soccer kits. Um, a lot of the times if you see stars, that usually signifies either a league championship or a Champions League or whatever the case might be. So bringing that to, to us, and, you know, luckily uh, Mr. Eilert did a great job designing it. Um, and it's, it, you know, hopefully we get to add another star soon. And mm-hmm. Although it's going to cost a lot of money <laughs> in the uh, reprint department. So... Um, I have one more question, and that I just I would ask you to share your favorite or like most memorable soccer story. Favorite or most memorable soccer story? Besides jumping off a railing to go uh, party with some. I mean, South that Africans. was definitely <laughs> that's definitely number one. Um, wow, 
I know I kind of put you on the spot that, here. Yeah, that that's got to be like a big top, one, man. Top two not to story in the podcast. Jumping off of a railing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I would say, is, is this as a coach, I'm assuming? or uh, As a player, coach, you oh. mean, it's really up to you. Uh, so I would say... Um, as a as a coach um, at my last school, so we were a tiny school, charter school in San Jose. Um, it was about at the time about 450, 470 students. Um, we were playing a lot of big schools um, in in Northern California, so one of the you know hotbeds of soccer in the United States. And really, there's you know we didn't have our own field. Our field had holes in it. Like you pass the ball and it would bounce 18 different ways before it got to the next guy. And uh, we're just a small school of of portables in a parking lot of a larger high school, right? So really, there's no reason on paper we should have been any good. No access to facilities. And uh, those guys just worked their tails off. We won league that year. Uh, ended up going to the CCS playoffs, Central Coast section in California. Went toe to toe with the the finalists from the previous year. We were tied one one with like three minutes left. It was we were right there and we just missed it. But I promised them that if we won the league title and we had gone eight and eight the year before, so I thought it was safe. But uh, I just saw this video on my phone the other day. It just popped up as a memory. Um, I told them they could shave my head (laughs) (laughs) in front of the school. And although it was miserable for me, and that's not a great look uh, for myself, uh, they just had so much fun doing it, and they were so proud of themselves. And it was the first league title in anything, in any sport at that school. Uh, And that banner still hangs, and I'm super proud of it um, and the work those guys did. So I would say that. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's can we awesome. can we do that this year if we want to leave? I'm really open. If we oh, do, shave if, my head? Yeah, can we do well, that? Now I feel like I've done it a ton because I did it during COVID. I mean, my wife tried to give me a haircut once. Shout out, Cammie. Uh, uh, except I, for that that haircut. That haircut was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should uh, shave your facial hair too. Oh, man, that is not that a good look. That would be a look. good look. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good look. Just, I, I unfortunately have pictures of that look, and I hate looking at it in my house <laughs> at all time. Well, thank you, Ryan McCormick, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. I think you guys um, think the season will definitely turn around. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cougar Country Hometown Sports. And again, we appreciate you guys for all the support. Yes, thank you. Next week, we yet have another action-packed episode where we recap fall sports and interview another great guest.